0: Someone say multiply. 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 The word multiply, let's go ahead and define it. The word multiply in the Hebrew means to become many or to increase. To become many or to increase. When, when God created mankind, the first words to us were to be fruitful and Multiply. You know, he, he didn't say, you know, Adam and Eve, you're so cute, you're so handsome, you're so pretty. He, he said, all right, be fruitful and multiply. And so if you're not careful, uh, when you read that, Genesis 1, through 28 is, is the reference there. When you read that, you can think that he just meant to have a lot of children, have a lot of kids and cover the earth. And that was a part of it. That, that's the very elementary Um, understanding of it. That's the basic understanding of that verse. But beyond that, God was saying, I've given you the ability to increase your life. I've given you the permission to increase and improve your life. So you can have as much joy and peace and impact as you want to have. Uh, No one has control over that. And it doesn't matter what's going on around you or the society you're in or the culture you're in. When you tap into that truth that you have the green light to make a difference, um, you'll you'll step into it. So this series is all about how to grow what you've been given. Someone say grow. grow. That's what this series is about, how to grow what you've been given. And so week one, we dealt with finances, so that was entitled finance your future, gave you some simple biblical principles, God's thoughts on finances. Uh, currently reading a book right now called uh, Baby Steps Millionaires by uh, Dave Ramsey. I encourage you to pick that up and invest into it. It's a short read. And the premise is, is that anyone can become a millionaire. You don't have to make a million dollars to become a millionaire. They have some amazing research in that book. His team did some amazing research. Um, the top three groups that compose the most millionaires in America are uh, engineers, accountants, and teachers. And so he shares a lot of that, wow, right? He shares a lot of stories about how just these normal people are millionaires, and it's simply because they went all in on God's principles when it comes to finances. So the tithe, putting God first, that's the first step, and uh, paying down debt, and then, um, you know, going at it for a number of years, uh, these people are now millionaires, and they make anywhere between 60000 to $200,000 a year. So it's not that they're making a million dollars, but it's how they're investing and taking care of their finances. Uh, week two was about how to master your time, right? We believe that um, time is the most valuable gift given, aside from salvation in Christ. Your time is extremely valuable, and then how to invest your time last week was about time blocking and how to utilize your time. And so I know that some great discussions happened in light groups this week. Uh, this week we're going we're gonna to take a different angle. And uh, it's going to be good. We all, just show of hands, anyone want to grow, improve your life? Okay, all right, we back at that 3% that, uh, <laughs> the 9 a.m., 90% that we made progress. Now we just went back, like 50% of the room like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. You're great. You know I'm so we all want to multiply in our faith and our, our health, our relationships, and uh, we want to grow. What I've come to find out is that in the process of growing, we often hit barriers, um, blockage, and I believe that we hit a barrier in our understanding and how we, we think and our mentality. I think that's where the strongest barrier is. It's not necessarily a tangible limitation. It's not that you don't have enough or you don't have the right people um, but it's, it's in our mentality. The Bible says that as a man thinks, mankind, woman, as a man, King James version, as a man thinks, got to explain it in this generation. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm out of here. If you don't say woman, right, chill out, mankind. Okay. As a man thinks woman came from men. I ain't going to get into all that. Anyway, I want to keep it simple. I want to, don't want to get too, too relevatory on you up in here. Praise the Lord. Um, as a man thinks, so is he. So simply put like your, your level of thinking will determine the quality of your life. If, if you can elevate your thinking, if you can change the direction of your thinking, you can change the direction of your life. And so we hit financial barriers and we hit parenting challenges um how do I parent this toddler how we have a teenager right now how do I parent this 13 year old who's growing up and he's getting big and he has a little mustache coming in and <laughs> a little peach fuzz how do we parent them when they think they're taller than you and you know how do we parent them um how, how do we, we run into a block in our dreams and our aspirations like and so we start to ask questions like um what do I do now um how do I get over this? What I've, what I've come to find out in 16 years of following Christ is that wise counsel clears that blockage. Yeah. Yeah. Wise counsel, every single time, it clears the blockage. And so God's going to deal with our hearts a little bit before we get into some, some steps But it's wise counsel. Let's define wise. It won't come up on the screen, but wise. Before we pull up wise counsel, let's define wise. Okay, but so follow me. The word wise means to understand the best way forward. means to understand the best way forward. A lot of times we just don't know the way forward. So we, we remain in depression and worry, stress. And we we go back to old mindsets, old habits, old rhythms, the same old people who never give any good advice. Um, The word counsel, if you're taking notes, means uh, clear direction, to give clear direction. And so wise counsel breaks the blockage. So wise counsel means to give clear direction on the best way forward. When someone is giving you wise counsel, they're giving you clear steps on the best way for You want the best way for it because it's going to bring forth a good harvest in your life in the future, right? If you give me the best way for it today, it's going to bring something good into my life tomorrow. And a lot of us lack Counsel. A lot of us are going about life just kind of making our own decisions, um, our own dating decisions, our own financial decisions, our own we're opening our spirits up to people and not even knowing it. We've made some agreements with Satan, right? We don't even know it, but we've just we've made agreements and we've made agreements with the spirit of the age, which is antichrist, right? But we're not running it by anybody. We're just open to anything not knowing what it's going to bring us in the future. Right. And so we want to be people who get wise counsel because why we want to multiply and it doesn't matter how old you are. Right. As long as you have breath in your lungs, God has called you to grow. God has called you to improve. God has called you to multiply. So two, two, two big time thoughts here that, I've come to find out that if I'm going to multiply, if I'm going to grow in every area of my life, I have to first, God wants to do some heart work real quick. I have to first, number one, understand that I don't know it all. I don't know it all. I have to be willing to admit that every day. And um, it's such a safe place to be. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know it all. I'm actually very ignorant. This is a big world. Yeah. Right? I may be good at a few things. I may know a few things. That's a big world. I haven't been everywhere. I haven't met everyone. I haven't experienced everything. And the, watch this. The older I get, the more I admit I don't know it all. Wow. It's like when you're young, you know it all. But let life slap you in the face a few times. You're like, dang, I'm pretty stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm 35 and I'm, I'm, I'm as dumb as a rock. That's not even like, I'm not even trying to like, you know, be all false humility. I'm for real. Like the more I lead, the bigger the church gets, the older my kids get, the more I'm like, can I just stay in the bed today? And God's like, you pray for all these things. What's going on, bro? You know what I mean? You, You pray for all this, like, and now you're scared, like. Come on, let's, Let's you know, right? So it's okay. It's a safe place. Someone say safe place. place. Right? To just say, I don't know it all. Because number one, it's awareness. And that's the first step in growing. Okay? And then number two, now we want to take that next step, is understanding that there are others who know what I need to know. Mm -hmm. There are people in the world who know what I need to know. And guess what? I'm cool with it. Because if they're wise and if they're knowledgeable, um, the spirit of wisdom is not a skin color. It is not socioeconomic background. It is not a political persuasion. Um, The spirit of wisdom rests in people. It is the spirit of God. And so there are people in the world who know what I need to know. And because I don't know it all, I need to find them. Yeah. I need to find them. Because if, if I have something, if I have two kids, elementary and teenager, and they have two kids who are doing well, college and full-blown adult, mm-hmm. and they've grown and they're strong and they're doing well, if I'm over here and I'm struggling, mm-hmm. wow. I, I need to find them yeah. and figure out how they did it. Yeah. right? If I'm going through something financially... And they're thriving, and they were in a similar position. I need to find those people and figure out how they did it because God has anointed them to clear up the blockage in my life. And, and we really don't have to figure it all out. right? We're, we're pretty new to this thing called earth. You do know this. God has been around, like, forever? Oh, okay. Yeah. God has brought, like, trillions of people into the world before us. Yeah. So there are others who know what I need to know. And I, as a pastor, I just don't want to see you do the heavy lifting anymore. Because you don't have to. You simply don't have to. And um, so I want to I help, help you identify wise people. There are three characteristics. And I want you to keep your eye out. Starting today or tomorrow, keep your eyes out for, for wise people. Observe them. Three characteristics of wise people. Number one, godly character. And this is how one thinks and behaves. As a Christian, I, I think when you're growing in the spirit, a sign that you're growing in the Holy Spirit, that your spirit led, is a couple things. Number one, you're slowing down. And number two, you're watching people. You're not all the time. I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. No, you're slowing down and you're watching people. You're watching how people behave. You're watching how people process, right? Godly character. Maybe there are peaceful individuals out there. They're peacemakers. Um, they're self-control types in your life. People who are excellent and patient. These are people of godly character. They may not even know God, but they have godly character. That's good. I don't care who you are. Like, if it's good and it's clean and it's godly, pour, just pour into my life. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? But watch people. The second characteristic of, of wise people is good fruit. Good fruit. These are outcomes produced by action. Jesus said this. He said, You will know them by their fruit. You will know them by the results that they produce by their life. How do I know I can trust them? Look at their fruit, right? How do I know I can trust that church? Look at the fruit. How do I know I can trust that person, that family? Look at the fruit, right? Look at their marriage. Look at their parenting. Look at their impact. Look at them. Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruit. He said, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit can't. He said a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Look at the fruit. Look at the results of their actions. And then the third characteristic of wise people is uh, God's blessing. God's blessing is clearly on their life. Right? There's a divine favor and benefits the Bible calls it. There are heavenly benefits attached to your life when you walk with Christ. When you walk in purity of thought, when you walk in the purity of body, when you, their benefits, um, God opens the door. You've seen an increase of influence and resource and wisdom over certain people. And it just seems to come to them um, a bit different than than most. Um, And simply put, we need wisdom from wise people. We need wisdom from wise people. Jesus called, calls the Holy Spirit the Counselor, uh-huh. right? Um, and He does; He He counsels us. But this is the annoying thing about the Holy Spirit, right? I'll take that up with God when I get to heaven. But He He knows. I'm admitting it right now. And you, you you probably feel me on this. The Holy Spirit talks to you maybe a few times a day, and He's very gentle and quiet. He doesn't yell. It's not on TikTok, not trying to get our attention. He just whispered, and it's just gentle, and it's so annoying, because I'm like, yell at me, Holy Spirit. Come on, because I can't hear you. He just says, you need to think about that. And he backs out until the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, and so he's trying to counsel us, but he's not aggressive. He's not over the top, yeah. and it, he's easy to miss yeah. because we think he's going to just bam, wow. like, "Don't do it! Don't jump! Don't! Don't be angry! Don't snap! Don't!" He's just like, "Back it on up. Yeah. Yeah. Think about what you're about to say. Yeah. Go this way. Wow. Talk to that person. Mm-hmm. Take that step of faith. Don't be afraid. Just gentle, mm-hmm. and he's gentle because he loves us." But he's not stressed out about us, right? So he'll do this. Since he can't get our attention, he'll send people who are just as broken as we are to counsel us. And that's why we must humble ourselves because we're willing to say, who are you? You're not perfect, but I'm clearly further than you. So you might want to listen to me because you ain't hearing the Holy Spirit, right? So let's do this thing together. And we can both get along. And so um, there's a lot in the Bible about getting wise counsel from wise people because the Holy Spirit knows that I can't always get to you. So you got to open your heart to somebody. So I want to give you five ways to access wise counsel so we can increase our lives. Number one, I want to encourage you to make your move. Make your move. I used to carry this mentality that uh, no one cares. No one sees me. No one knows my potential. They don't know I'm going change the world one day. But no one wants to pastor me. I don't have a mentor. Blah, 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 blah. No one cares. They're all missing it. They don't get it. No one, no one ever cared anyway. And then about eight years ago, the Holy Spirit says, I need you to kick and get past that mindset. And I need you to make the move. I, I, need, you to, I need you to send the text. I need you to make the phone call. I need you to, to shoot the email because there's a great chance that if they're successful, if they're fruitful, if they're wise, if they're blessed, if they're effective, there's a great chance that they're busy. Mm-hmm. And you must make the move to get into their world. One of my mentors says that um, desire is the magnet of mentorship. Mentorship. How will, it, how will anyone pour into us if we never go to him and say, hey, wow. I admire you. Wow. Mm-hmm. I look up to you. Yeah. Can you help me? Yeah. I've seen what God has done in you. As a matter of fact, that's how I got one of my pastors to to be a pastor in my life. Uh, I went to a conference uh, about a year and a half ago. It was just me and my wife. And um, he he came out from the back with, with, you know, a couple of his team members. And... Um, he was so enthralled about how much I knew about him. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a message he preached in um, 2016. I said, "Yeah, it was this one." You said this. This is point number two. You had on the leather jacket. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Security." <laughs> but he was like, "Whoa!" But as soon as I said that, he put his hands over my shoulder. He said, "Let's let's go eat. Let's, let's go eat. Let's." You know, are you guys here tomorrow before the conference? I'd love to sit down with you, have some coffee. You know, and so now I'm in a room 12 hours later, because that was night one, you know, day two in the morning. 12 hours later, I'm in a room having coffee with one of my heroes. It's surreal. But how would he know unless I humble myself and say, I look up to you. I need you in my life. I'm open, you know. And now now I got him on, on speed now. I can I can text him in the middle of my sermon right now. He probably hit me back. Right? It's 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 so good. So getting wisdom, Proverbs four, seven, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. All For the rest of your life, develop. Someone say develop. Develop. That means to cultivate, to build, to grow good judgment. The word judgment here means to know the difference between bad and good and to choose good. So all of your life, God is saying develop good judgment. Number two, the second way to access wise counsel is open your heart. Open your heart. Proverbs 19.20, the Good News Translation says this. If you listen to advice and are willing... Someone say willing. Willing to learn. One day you will be wise. If you're willing to learn, one day, not today, but one day you will be wise. The word wise means the best way forward. One day you're going to get into such a place where in any situation you're in, you're going to be able to discern and have the intuition to know what is the best way forward. But you got to be willing... To open up today and get that advice. I want to encourage you with this. Trust the challenge and be willing to think differently. Trust the challenge and be willing to think differently. There's a great chance it's God's counsel. It's good counsel. It's wise counsel. If it gets in your chest and it's making you feel uncomfortable. There's a good chance that's from God. Because if I'm coming to you for counsel and you only tell me what I want to hear, it's not wise counsel. So I got to expect my paradigm to be challenged. Because I've been thinking one way all of my life for years. But I'm getting the same results. Well, you're coming to that counselor to get different results. So they're gonna challenge your paradigm, they're gonna challenge your thinking. And and this is how you gotta see it. Okay, this should be the posture of your heart when you're getting counsel. Here it is. This is the posture of our hearts, quote unquote. This is a growth opportunity. That's the posture. This is a growth opportunity. Because they're not attacking me. They're not attacking my character. They're addressing the issue that's at the root of my dysfunction. They shouldn't attack you, they should address the issue. So my heart is in a posture of wow. If it challenges me, it's an opportunity for me to grow. You understand that? It's a quiet church. Y'all okay? All right. All right. All right. I know you are. I know you are. I'm just trying to help you multiply. That's all. All right. Number three, ask the right questions. I'll never preach anything I'm not living. That's another thing. Never preach it. I'm going to share a story with you in in about three minutes. You're going to, oh, yeah. Okay. Ask the right questions. Okay. Here it is. Um, Here it is. I love this verse. Proverbs 20, verse 5. Though good advice lies deep within the heart. Watch this. A person with understanding will draw it out. A person with understanding will draw it out. Let Let me encourage you. Never get into a room with someone wiser and further than you. And just sit there and look at them. You're wasting your time and theirs. Have some understanding. Draw draw it out. There's a wellspring of counsel, wellspring of wisdom that you need to tap into. Let me give you a few questions you can ask uh, when you get in counsel. Here it is. Write these down. What was your mentality? Ask that question. What was your mentality when you fill in the blank? Here's another question. What books have you read? Whew, I've read some books that some, some pastors and mentors have poured into me, and whew, game changers. Game changers. Game changers. Right? Because then they're counseling you proxy through a book. They don't need to hold you by the hand. Give me what grew you. Right? Give me that. Here it is. Another question. What would you do if? So take yourself out of it and give them a chance to say, well, this is what I would do if. Right? What would you do if, you know, Um. This is another good one you can ask them. Who do you know that I need to know? That's good. Who poured into you? Let me get access to them. And there are three times you, you, you need to be, here's a list within, within this point. There are three times you need to be asking the right questions. Number one, before a big decision. Before a big decision. Before you start dating somebody. Before you propose before you uh, accept a job, before you move to a different city. We make too many isolated decisions. And they bring a lot of stress into our lives. You need that counsel. Before, number two, you need, that, you need to be asking the right questions after a promotion. After a promotion. You're stepping into new responsibility, bigger plate, bigger weight. My young people hear me. Because you're excellent people. God's going to be increasing your life, increasing your plate in the future. After you get the promotion, get the wisdom. Mm -hmm. Get the wisdom to carry the responsibility. And then number three, when you step into a new sphere, when you step into a new sphere, you need wise counsel. For example, investments or real estate or anything new, any new industry, get that counsel. Before we started this church, I was laden in counsel. I was soaked, I was saturated in counsel. Before we moved to Maryland, I was saturated in prayer. And in counsel. This was a new area, starting a church from the ground up. Don't know what the heck I'm doing, but the counsel helped me to stand up strong. You need that counsel. Number four, apply the counsel. Apply the counsel. (laughs) Apply. I I was challenged with this question a few years back. And this was the question, okay. One of my pastors asked me, they said, Oh my God, because this hit me at my core and it's, it's paying dividends now in a beautiful way. He said, uh, Would you preach shorter messages if it guaranteed church growth? Because I went back on podcast and YouTube and I'm like, 53 minutes. Who would sit under that? You know, people nodding off on you. Oh. And the more they go to sleep, the more you want to yell, get up, the Lord is speaking. Y'all here? Like, yeah, we hear. here. You go let us out. Hey, don't laugh too loud. No. But man, I said, okay, we, you know, because Jesus was short and sweet. You read the Gospels? Parable, understanding, he out. 10-15 minutes, five minutes, he gone. That's the most powerful thing I've ever heard. The Bible says the people were amazed. I'm like, what, what? this a story. You know what I mean? Because it was Jesus. What about my sermons, Lord? <laughs> it's like I'm Jesus. You're not. <laughs> but it was it was sweet to the point and it was clear. And so now I'm I'm determined. Like 35 minutes max, you guys. I got four minutes left right now. Jason already up here rushing me. (laughs) Gentle like the Holy Spirit. Gentle like the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Be quiet, Holy Spirit. (laughs) Holy Spirit, boy, I love him. The deal is is to put the counsel into practice. You know. Take, take that step of faith it's going to be challenging but do it because action leads to increase and so I have I've adjusted a lot of things in the church my preaching style, my preaching timing I'm recognizing the ear and the spirit of this area and it's been a beautiful thing just to be chiseled and pruned by people who are wiser than you and they can speak into you because it's producing growth, spiritual growth and numerical growth Right, right, and I think that's the thing. We get caught in the trap of trying to be like other people when their context is different from our context. You guys like it gentle like this. You like it soft. I know it's quiet. Rishon, don't say nah because I can go back to yelling at you now. I'm playing, but now this is this is good. No, I do. I just think the church is, is kind of past that. I think we've been preached that a lot the past 10, 15 years. To the point where we don't even understand scripture anymore. That was a great thought. That was a good revelation. But, but when you just slow it down and you teach it and let, let the Bible teach itself, people get it, you know. Number five, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's the best way to access wise counsel. I believe with all my heart, everyone in here is a good person. You're, you're good people. You had a great family. You were raised by good people. People who tried their best. And if you're anything like me, you were a good person. You tried your best all the time. But you just kept running into walls. Right? Running into lids. States of depression. In and out. In and out. Stress. Worry. And... Um, 16 years ago, next month, for me, for me, something shifted. It broke when I accepted Christ as the savior of my life. And in that moment, I also received the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God in your heart. And the Bible says that he is the deposit until the day that Jesus returns. When you have the Holy Spirit, it's the fact that when he returns, you're going to heaven. So your soul is saved, but the spirit is also what Christ calls the counselor. And he, he sets you free of all your sin, and he gives you that counsel that you need. So it's salvation of the soul, Rashawn, But it's also wisdom for your life. Wisdom for your life. Wisdom for your finances. Wisdom for your relationships. And and this is my prayer. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. That our generation would just slow it down a little bit. Just just, just chill. Someone say just chill. Just chill. Just Just slow it down a little bit. And listen for the Holy Spirit every day. Because the Bible says this in Romans 8, if our minds are ruled by our desires, we will die. But if our minds are ruled by the Spirit, we will have life and peace. You need the Holy Spirit. As a Christian, you've received the Holy Spirit, but you're not always filled with the Holy Spirit. So we're going to pray a prayer here in a moment. And when we pray, I want you to ask for a fresh and filling of the Holy Spirit. For those of you who don't believe in Christ... You need to give the Lord your life today. The greatest decision you'll ever make. And you don't know when your number is going to be called. You need to surrender your life today and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit so you can walk in wisdom. So God can really move in your life and bless your life. Amen.